you become a Christian is important that you know specifically what God would have you to do. So you will never allow yourself to quit in reference to the purpose that he has ordained for your life. See, Christians not only have a purpose in the church, but outside the church. You're now in tune to the Heaven Bound broadcast with Pastor Richard D. Dobbs of Overcomers Christian Center in Villarica, Georgia. Now prepare to be empowered and equipped with the rich word of God. And we want to consider a couple of verses. And if you've been in church a little while, I'm going to two familiar verses. And verses that are probably favorites of yours. Philippians chapter 3, we want to consider the 12th and the 13th verse. Paul was in jail at the time he wrote the verses, and they're very powerful. Ready? Reading from the New King James Version. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected. But I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. And then he identifies who he's talking to. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. And it is wonderful to see that this great apostle was a forward-minded Christian. And uh, how many of you consider yourself likewise? You're just forward-minded. And if you'll notice, he, he, points all, he points out in uh, the 13th verse that if you're a genuine forward-minded person, that is one thing in particular you, you, you have to work on. You got to work on forgetting the past you got to work on that and it's obvious that he wanted the saints of God to know point blank that he was a forward minded person and because 
we follow the pastor as the pastor follows Christ, it should be noted that based upon that, that all of us that strive to be genuine in our walk with the Lord should be forward-minded Christians. Let's give God a hand of praise before we go further. Paul talks in verse 12 about things that he was going after, but he comes clean or he's transparent, letting the brethren know that he had not yet attained certain things that he was in pursuit of. And he goes on to say that he was also not perfect. Now, perfect, the Greek word teleos, in one sense it has to do with being complete. You're trying to make sure that you follow the steps that God has ordained for you to follow. You want to do one, two, and three if God said one, two, and three. So when you do one, two, three, you can consider yourself as being complete. So in one sense, Paul knew that God had ordained certain things for his life. And no doubt, personally, there were certain things that, that he desired to do. And, and when he looked at that, he knew that he was not teleos. He, he had not completed what he desired. But... The indication is he was, he was working on it. And he wasn't getting tired. Because some folk, when they don't complete a particular thing in a certain time frame, they, not, they get tired and then they just quit. There are probably a number of us that, that have the testimony, and it's not a good testimony, that, that we have started a number of things that we never finished. <laughs> yeah, you, you was going to open up your own uh, pressure washing business. You bought all the equipment and so forth, but you never, <laughs> you never completed what you, you started. Some folks, you, you, you see certain automobiles or certain things in, in their yard or you see them in their basement. You say, what is this right here? Well, you know, I, I used to be in such and such. Well, you didn't. I thought you told me, God told Yeah, but I just had to just quit. And they always have that little reason or excuse as to why. 
when you become a Christian is important that you know specifically what God would have you to do. So you will never allow yourself to quit in reference to the purpose that he has ordained for your life. See, Christians not only have a purpose in the church, but outside the church. If God has ordained for you to start a particular business, you, you can't just stop just because it gets tough. You just can't quit just because folks said something you didn't like three or four times. You have to make sure that you associate what you're doing with your God who was not a quitter. He kept going until he completed his mission. What mission? That mission that, that caused us to receive life and that more abundant. He got beaten. He got talked about. But he kept on until he completed the mission. But he did it for us. You can never get to the point to where you start something and then you stop because it gets rough. You stop because you run into a financial obstacle that's trying to hinder all to or stop you from fulfilling what you know is tied into your divine purpose. Look at your name and say, you got to keep going no matter what. But then perfect Atelios also has to do with being flawless. Not being a person of error. Now keep in mind again what Paul said. He, he said, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not there. I'm not perfect. I had completed one, two, three. For how many steps he had, nor was he flawless. He identified with what is stated biblically a couple of times. He knew he sinned and come short. He was not flawless. And we can step right on in that path. We're not perfect or flawless, but we are striving to be such. Why is that? Because of our connection. Though you're not without error, you have to make sure that you are connected to somebody or something that is flawless. And biblically, or according to Matthew 5 and 48, that person is our God. Matter of fact, let, let, let's just take a quick look at it. Because again, I want you to keep in mind, you have to be connected to somebody that is flawless. You have to have that connection because if you con you're connected to such that means the more you follow that person, the more perfected you're going to become. 
we are striving to be just like our Jesus. Just like our God. And like it or not, he was a person that pursued being without error. But consider Matthew 5 and 48. If you're there, just say, I'm there, preacher. You're not there yet? All right. When you get there, say, preacher, I finally got there. And hopefully you won't get there before the preacher get there. Matthew 5 and 48. This is what Jesus said to his disciples. Therefore, you shall be perfect just as your father in heaven is what? Now, he told them you shall be. So he said, you need to get on this path where you continue to move forward until you become, remember Telios, complete in reference to your purpose and without error like your God. Two types of perfection when it comes to scripture. But let's take it a little further. Let's go to the book of uh, Psalm, the 18th Psalm in particular. Y'all happy? Yeah. Psalm 18 and 30. If you're there, say, I'm there, preacher. Yeah. Notice it says, as for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven, and, and his way of the word both are synonymous, are the same. Let me start over. His, as for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven, and we are testimonies of that. It was the word that cleaned you up. It was the word that delivered you. It was the word that brought you from zero to where you are right now. That's the reason your testimony is can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like Jesus. And according to John 1 and 1 through 3, Jesus is the word. That, according to John 1 and 14, became flesh. Again, as for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield. To all who trust in him. Verse 32. It is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. God going to be the one that's going to help me complete one, two, three. When I run into an obstacle, it's going to be God that's going to help me make it through that thing that's trying to stop me from reaching what God has ordained for me to have. Some of us, we ain't always had money. We, we ran into a whole lot of obstacles. They tried to stop us from being financially blessed. 
But the more obstacles some of us ran into, the more God talked to us and told us, look, you need to do such and such. Because I done ordained for you to get in a place to where the one thing you ain't going to have to worry about on earth is money. You just have to keep going. Or it can be another thing that God ordained. But you just have to keep going and rely on his help. Look at this verse again. Psalm 18 and 32. Let me read it a little louder. It is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. He going to help me do what he has ordained for me to do on earth in the church and outside the church. He going to help me fulfill what I need to do in the church as a pastor, but he going to help me fulfill what I need to do outside the church as a businessman. You, you got to own that according to the text. You got to know that he going to give you the strength to do whatever he has ordained for you to do. Whenever you run into something that's trying to stop you from fulfilling your destiny, from fulfilling your purpose, you got to trust God to help you to get through that particular issue, that particular circumstance or situation. Because again, he has on you with strength. That's the reason it's 62, I can do 16 hours days. He give me strength. You have to trust God for your strength. But you have to also consider your weakness. Because if, because if you don't consider God your strength and look at your weakness, you'll get to the point when it, get, when it gets hard, you'll stop. You can't stop when it get hard because you'll be in the seat of a transgressor. The way of a transgressor is you can't get to the point to where something that's getting to you mentally stops you from pursuing what God has purpose for you to do. Some folks want gravy in the church and gravy outside the church. As long as it's easy, you're willing to do it. But, but you got to be willing to do it when, when it tells you that it's not going to get done. You got to respond, yes, it is going to get done because God has armed me and he is the one that has made my way perfect. If he done made your way perfect, that means you're going to make it as long as you stay on the path. You're going to succeed as long as you stay on the path. You just can't have the mentality that you're going to give up when you run into obstacles. Encourage somebody, keep moving forward. Tell somebody else, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what's been trying to stop you from fulfilling your destiny, your purpose, but you got to keep stepping. You got to keep doing what God has empowered you to do. 
Well, I done got sick now. I can't do it. Let me tell you something. There are folk in scripture that, that, that were not only sick, but they were sick to the point to where they were about ready to die, but they kept pressing their way. Yeah, the blood's still running. The doctor done got all my money, but if I can just get to him and touch the hem of his clothes, I'm going to be all right. Shout at somebody one more time. You can't give up. You got to keep moving forward. Well, I ain't perfect, Pastor. It ain't working for me. It's supposed to get tough for you. Even the great Apostle Paul was going through it, but he kept moving. Paul knew part of his purpose was outside the jail. He was dealing with his obstacle, being locked up, knowing that he still had certain things to do outside of jail. Well, I didn't want into a little hiccup, my money. And then we, we, we try to make it rhyme, my money, funny. You got to say to yourself, but my God's money ain't funny. <laughs> Won't God tell you where something is? <laughs> Good God. I said God will tell you where something is. You just got to use your faith. Abraham fulfilled his, his mission. By taking his son up and, and pulling the knife out, ready to cut him. And then God said, oh, I know now that you trust me more than anybody. Don't hurt your son. I got something for you. It's over there behind that bush. Just get it over there. It's over there behind that bush. What you need. God, I have it for you. You just got to keep moving forward. Paul basically says in verse 13 what he said in verse 12. But, but when I consider it, he, it's, a, it's a broken down saying in verse 13. He just puts it out there in verse 12, but then he breaks it down in verse 13. And he talks. Well, well, matter of fact, let's look at it again. Go, go, go back to Philippians 3. And that 13th verse. I want you to really see the wording in here. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Notice he gives more detail. The word count, from a simplistic standpoint, simply means to consider and reach a conclusion. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. 
offended. Basically saying again what he said in verse 12. I, I just have not completed what I know is my purpose. I'm not without error like my God. He had considered his life and he had reached the conclusion. I, I'm just not that. And some folks, again, if, if they're not there by a certain point, they just, well, it ain't for me. See, you got to know what God has ordained for you as a Christian in the church and outside the church. See, see, you may have went to school to be an educator or an accountant before you got saved. Y'all ain't listening hard now. But is that really what God has ordained for you when it comes to your life? I can give you seven or eight things that, that, that I felt I wanted to be. But when I got in God, I wanted to know point blank. What is it you would have for me to do in the church and outside the church? See, see we, don't, we, we are not religious, so we are not going to just recognize what God has ordained for us to do in the church. We want to know what he has ordained for us to do in the church as well as outside the church. If we're on the same page, just stick up your hand and say, Preacher, I'm on the same page with you. He said, I, I, I'm just not there yet. And so as Christians, you got to understand that you can't complete everything that God has ordained for you to do in two weeks. They have purposes that may take you 20, 30 years to complete. You can't get no attitude just because you hadn't reached a certain level. In fact, I'm going to give myself five years. See, that's the problem. You're going to give yourself. <laughs> Theologians constantly talk about how Israel should have been in the promised land in a few weeks. But let's just go, go with the Bible. That wasn't what God ordained. What is his name? His, his church doing well and he ain't been in it but two years. And I've been in my church 15 years. And yeah, I, I just don't understand. Well, you better understand. Because if you don't understand, your connection with God is not where it is. You're not competing with anybody. You're just fulfilling what God has ordained for you to do. Don't try to measure yourself by somebody else. Just make sure you're in the will of God. Shout at somebody. The best place to be and the safest place to be 
is in the will of God. Don't try to compete with nobody. Just know that where you are is God's will. And if it's not God's will, talk to him and make sure you get in his will. You know what her name is doing better than me. And you know she ain't been, she ain't been doing that job but just such and such. She even make more money than me now. Oh, so now you're comparing your, your money with her money. You don't do that. When you are a Christian, you just make sure you're where God has ordained for you to be. If, 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 it's, if it's a season for you to have 10 members, you better be the best pastor you can to them 10 members. 100, be the best pastor you can to them 100. Four and a half on second Sunday and then 13 on Third Sunday, you better be the best pastor on that second Sunday. And then when you get a little more coming in, you better be the best pastor as well. Just make sure you're in the will of God. Say to somebody one more time, the best place to be and the safest place to be is in his will. Lord, I want to be in your will. On a Monday, I want to be in your will. On a Tuesday, I want to be in your will. At midnight, I want to be in your will. A first sign of daylight, I want to be in your will. I hadn't got there yet. This is an apostle. And by this time, Paul had been in ministry. 20 plus years. Long time. But he was still going after his purpose. Trying to get through the steps that he knew God had ordained for him as the psalmist stated. The steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord just still trying to do after 20 years just still trying to do ain't trying to compete with nobody just trying to fulfill God's will whatever I get down here I know God is going to bless me Why the earth is the Lord and is fullness you can't compare yourself with folk folk are one day on a Tuesday two weeks later they, they completely different you need to rely on somebody that changes not. You know Malachi 3 and 6. God changes not. Hebrews 13 and Jesus Christ. The same yesterday, today, and forever. And then Paul drops on the church. Not ten things that he does after pursuing his purpose for so many years. One thing. Paul, but you've been going after your purpose for all these years and it's just one thing you're going to tell us. You do. I went and bought me a big book just to write One thing 
and do. And, and he breaks it in part because the one thing in one sense is not, is not something you can grasp without considering them in separate parts. The first part of the one thing. Forgetting those things that are back there. Ooh. Ooh. When I look back, boy, some good things back there. Mm-hmm. It's some good things back there that I like when I was a sinner. And some good things I like when I was a saint. But I got to forget that. When it tries to come to my mind. I can't allow it to get in me. I got to forget it. Why, why do we have to forget some, some good things? Because we'll start trying to compare. And sometimes when you look at the good back then and you look at the trial that you're going through now, depending on you, you can easily allow it to discourage you. That's the reason he didn't say, I forget just the bad. You have to forget some things. You have to forget things, the good and the bad. Because some of us have been tripped up because of bad things, but we've also been tripped up because of good things. When I was doing such and such back then, I used to have money. That might cause you to go back and do that thing. He said, you got to forget it. I have to forget those things. Those things. She was nicer to me than my. No, you got to forget those things. Well, at least when I had a job, it was a guaranteed paycheck. Now I got my business and, and sometimes my money get. You got to forget that thing even though it was good. Why? You're in a different realm now. You're in the will of God having your own business. If he wanted you to stay with the company, he would have told you so. You got to forget. You got to lose those things out of your mind. And I got to say this, and I don't know how you're going to take it, but I, but I got to say it. You have to understand that when Paul was revealing this to the church, 
that biblically speaking, they had to take on the same mind. Because, see, when Paul made up in his mind that he was going to forget things, he was actually doing what he proclamated in 1 Corinthians 11 and 1 when he told the church, imitate me just as I imitate Christ. When you look at the life of Christ, Christ never allowed what folks said in his past to interfere with his future. He just kept moving forward. So what Paul is doing is, is not just a personal testimony. It's bigger than that. He's giving them revelation to the point to where they need to take on the same mindset and imitate him according to 1 Corinthians 11 and 1. It wasn't just something that he, he's saying to them just to excite them or for them to know where he was at that particular time. It was a rhema for them. And when it became canonized, it became a rhema for every child of God. I'm giving you your rhema right now. You got to let the past go. Because the past can be a hindrance to your present and your future. You're holding on, and, and when God gives you a word telling you not to look back, you have to heed it, lest you wind up like Lot's wife. When Lot finally committed to the angels or the messengers of God to leave the city, the angel said to him, look, you got to move forward. Don't look back. That was a word. That was a rhema. That don't look back. She got, to, she got to moving and got to thinking about something back there or got to considering what she had no business considering and then look back. And became what God never ordained for her to be. Salt. A pill of salt became something that God never ordained for her to be. You're holding on and never fulfill her purpose. When you look behind constantly, you won't fulfill your purpose. I know folks that have died that were not even on the path of their purpose. Same, but still, I just wonder what God got for me. You can't look behind. I got to drop something on you. I want you to see. God, 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 go, go in and look. Luke. I'm, I'm, I'm closing it. Y'all just stay with me just a few more minutes. I'm almost done. 
Y'all feel okay? Go with me to the book of Luke. 17th chapter. Go that way. I could quote this, but I want you to see this. Luke 17 and 32. Very short verse, but profound in reference to the teaching tonight. Luke 17 and 32. Are you there? Jesus said, help me. Who? Remember. Remember Lot's wife. Biblically, what is it to remember about her? She looked back and never fulfilled her purpose. Never completed her, her destiny. Never got to do with her children what was necessary when you consider their future. They became perverted. Look at somebody and encourage them. You, you, you can't look back. You got to keep moving forward. But then he closes out in, in the second part of the one thing by saying that he was reaching forward. But, but this is important. To the things that are ahead. Plural. The things that are ahead. I'm forgetting the things that are behind because I got some things that are ahead. I have experienced some of those things. Because right now I'm in the ahead seas. But somebody has yet to consider the things that are ahead because you spend most of your time in your past. There are some things waiting for you. There are some things that God has ordained for you. All you need to do is look ahead. You got to have a forward mindset. You, you can't keep letting that bad that happened to you determine your destiny. There are some things that God has ordained for you that's going to put a smile on your face. There are some things that God has ordained for you that, that's going to cause you to go from level one to level ten. There are some things that God has ordained for your life that's going to help you stop running, stop struggling, stop going through this, that, and the other. Good God, I got to drop something on you in my clothes. Go with me to 1 Corinthians 2. Lord, have mercy. But keep in mind, there are some things waiting on you. Woo, there are some things waiting on you. Matter of fact, tell somebody on your way to 1 Corinthians 2 that there are some things waiting on you. Now consider 1 Corinthians 2. Go there real, real quick with me. I got to close with this. 1 Corinthians 2 and 9. That's right, my brother. 1 Corinthians 2 and 9. 
You ready? But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things, the what? The what? Which God has prepared for those who love. Love means obey. If you love me, you'll do what I tell you to do. You'll keep my command. Love equates obedience. If you just move forward, God got some stuff for you. I said God got some stuff for you. He got some stuff for you in the church, and he got some stuff for you outside the church. He got some stuff for you at your house, but he also got some stuff for you at the outlet store. See, I just messed some of y'all up. Here he go. He messing up the word. Now he talking about the outlet store. Let me tell you something. God owns the earth. And the Bible says that the earth is filled with good things. I said the earth is filled with good things. You may be against some of those good things. And if you are, you really don't know who God is. When God came to even putting his children in a tire, guess what he did? Made sure they had the best. When God came to giving his children land, what did he do? Made sure they had the best. What did he do, preacher? Break it down for me. He said, I got a place for you that's flowing with milk and honey. I want you to go and check it out. And when they went and checked it out, they brought some stuff back that their eyes had never seen. They brought back grapes the size of plums and they had never seen such. And then years later, Paul records or Paul prophesied that God is going to give you what your eyes have not seen. Your ears have not heard. But you ain't going to get it by looking behind. You're going to have to look. We pray that you have been blessed and inspired by today's message. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your prayer requests and testimonies to our website at occvr.org. That's occvr.org. We would like to invite you to partner with us as we share the gospel all around the world. Just go to our website at occvr.org. Click on the Give button to give online. Or you can utilize text to give Text GIVE to the number 770-692-2225. That's 770-692-2225. Join us on our YouTube channel, subscribe to our podcast, and connect with us on social media. We also invite you to join us in a live service. We're located at 3097 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia. Visit our website for more details at occvr.org. Until next time, remember, without a vision, the people perish. See you next time for more Heaven Bound with Pastor Richard D. Dobbs of Overcomers Christian Center in Villarica, Georgia.